to another episode of Ways to Flourish, the William & Mary Health and Wellness Podcast. We're here today with Martha Rollo, who is a wellness professional here at the McLeod Tyler Wellness Center on campus. She is also an adjunct lecturer for mindfulness meditation. Martha, very glad to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be a part of this wonderful new initiative. Mindfulness, as you know, is just such a wonderful passion of mine. So happy that you reached out. Martha, when you came in today, you had mentioned that some of the emotions of our current climate are starting to surface with the students that you work with. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Yes, my experience of the students as they have shared is that there's an element of both heaviness, worry, concern, combined with an element of anxiousness. Overwhelm was another word that they used. I actually had them draw with their hands what the landscape looks like to them as they travel through these next couple of weeks. And we had steep mountains, we had mountains with peak, and then there was another peak. And so definitely there's a gamut of the humanness that we're all experience amidst COVID, amidst the election, and a lot of concerns about how life is going to continue to unfold in this particular moment. How long have you been practicing mindfulness meditation? I'm from the Vipassana tradition. As a trained scientist, I actually came into mindfulness meditation via the MBSR program, Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction, which is much more of the program that's scientific-based. And and so I came in with that lens of science, and then I've continued to unfold my journey as I've studied with many teachers and take my practice very seriously and have seen the benefits that it's brought to my tendency for perfectionism and anxiety as a way to find a bit more ease. And at its root core, what is MBSR? So MBSR is mindfulness-based stress reduction, and the evidence around it has shown that having a daily practice that we do begin to have the brain change so that there's an element of being able to kind of have that agency over our our emotional life much more so than we did. So it's a calming of the amygdala and actually over time the amygdala, this can be over more steady practice, the amygdala can actually shrink in a little bit. So there are, though, the more current research also indicates that short microbursts or mindfulness microburst has a lot of benefit. 15 minutes a day of practice can be useful, but we can also bring mindfulness to our lives in a very informal way of being present when we're washing the dishes and feeling the texture and the warmth of the water, paying attention and hearing the sounds as we're doing that. So however we can find those mindful moments in our lives and come back, it's like creating a pause to come back to this moment. So the spinning and the habituated way of thinking that goes on and on, we can wake up. We can wake up for a moment, come back to the moment, and allow ourselves to not get caught away all the time in our thoughts. I love the analogy of being at a bus stop and imagining that as we stand steady at the bus stop, there's thought buses that 
go around and we can identify our typical ways of thinking. And so at any point in time, we can stay at the bus stop and let the thoughts continue to go around. And of course, we'll jump on those thought buses and we'll be carried away. But the good news is, is mindfulness helps us recognize we can step off at any point in time. And how can we cultivate a relationship to our thoughts and not necessarily become the thoughts? We can recognize them, know them, as well as our emotions. So we're learning how to be in kind of right relationship to all things so that we don't get swept away and forget that the present moment is always available for us to be in and to come back to as a way to support our connection to self and to others. You know, you talk about staying connected to the self and being present in this moment. How is this practice so impactful, especially now, connecting this back to the emotions that your students are experiencing, not just students, of course, the community has concerns. How does this practice benefit, especially at a time like now when people are experiencing these heightened emotions? One of the beautiful reasons to practice that I've learned over time is to practice in a bit more times of ease. So our toolbox has mindfulness as a something that we can actually reach into and use. So above all else, mindfulness allows us to be fully human. As human beings, you know, we're typically drawn to wanting more of the pleasant and less of the unpleasant. Well, in this world, there's clearly both, and I think the scales have definitely tipped due to uncertainty, which means we feel very unfamiliar with what's before us. And when there's an element of unfamiliarity, then there's discomfort. So we're really trying to learn how to be with discomfort, not either pushing it away or not either holding on to it or finding the best way to keep that relationship to it. So I I think of the analogy also of like a wheel, you know, and as Jack Cornfield always says, and I like this, um, don't overstretch, stretch from the center and return to the center. So when the spokes on the wheel feel a little bit lopsided, which this time is offering to all of us, what do I need to do so that I can find a way to be from the center? What kind of self-care do I need at that point in time to manage the fact that, gosh, I'm feeling a little bit lopsided? So that's where the beauty of being able to step back, come into the body, helps us recognize that, oh, there is another way of being. You know, the being is what is here right now. In this moment inside of me, amidst the discomfort, I can still find the fact that there's an element of safety within. In this moment, we could use to to facilitate that sense of calm. I think one that I'd like to lead us through right now is actually using gravity, that beautiful natural phenomenon of gravity as a benefit. So if we can imagine wherever we're sitting And using this in the chair if you're studying or wherever you might be. And purposely bring awareness to the feet on the floor. And I invite us to really notice the edge of the toes. And we're not thinking about the toes. We are feeling, sensing the toes. However many we do or we don't. And then we bring awareness to the heel of both feet. And that allows us perhaps to notice the full length of the foot. 
So let's allow the feet, as Thich Nhat Hanh says when he talks about walking meditation. It's like the feet kiss the earth. So they have their place right here and now. And then we can shift our awareness to what we notice as we're sitting. What part of the body do we feel resting on the chair? And are we allowing the chair to support us? So when I mention the word gravity, let's imagine now that gravity is such our friend. And feel that body releasing even a bit more into the chair. Allowing for this sense of heaviness to remind us that, yes, we can let go and we can be connected. And then to help remind ourselves of subtle nuances, even in our lives, when the picture feels big and bleak, let's offer a subtle nuance by pushing down on our feet. And as we do that, let's engage perhaps the sitting bones and feel the spine lifting up. You can do that on the inhale and the exhale, like sliding on back down, relaxing and releasing. So even just that gentle, subtle movement engages the body a little bit, brings a little bit of gentle movement and reminds us that things aren't all one or the other but there's opportunity for those many changes that we can bring to mind, to our body at any point in time. That was so lovely. And I love the sense of resiliency that you brought up and having an established practice and building up to that state in the present moment. I get the sense that a lot of people aren't feeling that strength inside of them so if I haven't done that work previously and I'm finding myself with heavy emotions now what is a practice that I could explore to help get me to that place so you know Lindsay we all had those moments of strength and because of our negativity bias we end up kind of focusing on all the things that haven't gone well And there's been so many moments in the day where either we've had what we call a neutral experience or there's been something that's been pleasant or where we've used our strength that we haven't acknowledged to ourselves. And this negativity bias, which is so well known now, was designed for our survival evolutionarily. We don't need it in quite the same way. So for this practice, I'm going to invite us to come into the body, and this will be an embodied memory. I'll just add this one little note before we go further, that mindfulness meditation really isn't about having just thoughts of something, such as seeing blue or red and creating thoughts. It's about using the body as our ally, because if the body is what is in the present moment, then we want to be able to come back to that body right here and now whenever we need. So it's our body is really takes us wherever we go in this moment. So for this practice, I just invite us to call to mind, so the initial might take a little bit more time, but otherwise call to mind a time when we felt strong. And that can be in the realm of feeling like we persevered, that we felt ourselves when we were energized in doing something that mattered to us, something when we actually did something physically, or it could be a performance And recognize in the body what it felt like, where we feel it in the body. 
Do we notice it in the legs, the shoulders? But call to mind that strength. The body will remember. And want to take a moment and call in the situation where that happened. So by taking the time to scan through our senses where there's sounds associated with it, where there's smells, where there's sights, but calling that to the very forefront so the body knows, maybe the muscles are already engaging, the body knows. And then from that point in time, right, when things feel difficult and we catch ourselves on that habitual way of negativity, which I find most of us have, there's certain situation or cues, our mind goes in this typical pattern, but when we find ourselves there, in that way of thinking, and we wake up that mindful moment, calling to mind and remembering that we are strong and that we have that experience, can be really useful to, again, break us out of what we feel is a forever loop. We can say, no, it's not a forever loop. There were those moments, and there will be those moments. I'd also like to add that so much work is being done right now about physical contact and us not being able to have it, but For those of us that feel comfortable even placing our hand over our heart or in our chest area and able to just say to ourselves, this is hard. And not expecting us to do anything more. Our mind typically wants to problem solve and be strategic, but if we can just say, you know what, I'm going to pause here and just say this is hard and take three breaths, five breaths, ten breaths, whatever it is, and give ourselves permission Sometimes that allows for enough calming for things to settle out. When we're uncomfortable, we think of action as opposed to pausing. But to kind of summarize, if we can come back to using this embodied memory of strength and when things feel hard, say, oh yes, I remember, and go back into that moment of the body and giving ourselves permission to say, oh, this is hard. Martha, I'm so glad that you're able to join us today. Anything else that you would like to share about mindfulness or this practice? There's actually a lot I'd like to say because <laughs> I'm such a person that believes in the innate goodness of, of all of us and the earnestness in which I see students and staff in this William and Mary community that when it gets hard, understand what self-care is for you, just choosing to pause and find that opportunity to be with the body whether it's inside or it's outside with nature, to get a different perspective, please, please make sure to offer that to yourself. And remember, you all are enough in your own way, and there's so much to celebrate with that. Thanks for listening to Ways to Flourish. You can connect with William & Mary Health & Wellness online at williamandmary.edu backslash wellness or download the William & Mary Wellness app on your Android or iPhone.